The Honorable Minister Brian Jean is the Minister of Energy and Minerals for the province of Alberta. He's joining me here today to talk about the environmental management strategy for Alberta. On the Universal Radio Network for the first time, the Honorable Minister Jean. Thank you, everyone who's tuned into the Universal Radio Network. As we all know, recently, Alberta, under Premier Daniel Smith, has announced a new cabinet. I'm looking forward to introduce you to all of those ministers who are taking care of all of us here in Alberta. Joining me today is a Minister of Energy and Minerals, the Honorable Minister Brian Jean. Hello, Minister. How are you? I'm great. Namaste. Good morning. Thank you. Sasrikal, namaste and good morning. I am really looking forward to our conversation today. As we know, energy, climate change, renewables, um, carbon capture, those are definitely the flavor and the discussions currently here in Alberta and globally. But before we jump into that, Minister, I want to talk a little bit about the current title of your ministry. Prior to this, we saw that the title was known as the Minister of Energy. And with this new cabinet, we've seen that transition go from Minister of Energy to Minister of Energy and Minerals. I was hoping you could allow Albertans to further understand the additional term of minerals to your title. Absolutely. There's so many opportunities in Alberta right now, especially in relation to natural resources here. And we have a huge inventory of the current precious metals, precious minerals that are here, including lithium, uh, copper, ore, iron. Uh, We have uh, so many opportunities here for so many jobs. And the truth is that there's captains of industry all across the world right now looking at Alberta because we're a low-tax jurisdiction. We have the best human resources on the planet, some of the best educated of those human resources on the planet, and so many natural resources, as well as, of course, freedom um, to do you know, to pursue your own dream, which a lot of people in the world don't have. So, uh, you know, is Alberta the best place in the world to live? Absolutely. Not only live, but work, play, raise a family. We have it right here in Alberta and and so many opportunities. We right now are building a nation here in Alberta because look at our geography, look at our agriculture opportunities, look at our precious minerals or our our resource or manufacturing opportunities. And we have to our south, one of the largest markets in the world, which we have preferential trade agreements to. Why would you, if you were going to set up a business right now, whether it be a net zero hydrogen steelmaking plant, or in fact, any kind of business, why would you set it up anywhere in the world other than Alberta? I don't know. We have so many opportunities. And the truth is the population of Alberta owns that those minerals. And that's my job is to make sure the population of Alberta has the best quality of life in the world, which means we have to exploit those minerals, and do so in a way that is environmentally conscious, human rights are respected, but that the resources stay, the wealth stays with the people. And I was recently reading up that Alberta is doing a lot of work with hydrogen and lithium, as you mentioned, actually, just right now. And I know in Europe and other markets, they're pioneering and deploying a lot of technology to bring hydrogen into the energy ecosystem. How is Alberta positioning themselves to attract more European leaders towards Alberta? Well, you know, we just had the the largest uh, hydrogen conference in North America in Edmonton recently. And that was the largest one, as I said, in in North America. So a lot of eyes of the world are looking at Alberta because we are a leader on hydrogen technology and production, as well as CCUS, carbon capture, utilization and storage of uh, GHGs and many other technologies. We are a world leader. You know, people underestimate uh, what we do as far as influence on the world stage, not just on, you know, charities. We are some of the most generous kind people on the planet for sure but also our mining activities um, are 
our expectation that people stay at a standard that is very high on uh, performance on so many different levels. Those things are being brought to the world by mining companies out of Alberta. And I'm proud of that. As you just mentioned, and this is a topic I love to discuss, is that you said that perhaps Albertans are underestimated. Why do you think this is? Do you think we're just too modest as Albertans? Or why do you feel that we might be underestimated by global markets? Well, I think, first of all, people don't recognize how much we have here in natural resources or how good the regulatory environment is or how good we do on cleaning up after we're done uh, scenarios, whether it be agriculture or mining or oil and gas, we get that job done or we're getting it done. And that's a very important thing for most industries now because they recognize the world has their eyes on them and they're not going to forgive them for, for bad behavior. Um, I think that Albertans just generally don't recognize how many advantages we have because we have such a great life already, uh, but how many advantages we have to the rest of the world. And I think that uh, the rest of the world doesn't see all we have to offer, but they are starting to. I took a trip to Korea recently, um, looking at hydrogen opportunities, looking at steel opportunities, uh, looking at the opportunity to work together with other countries that truly have a natural fit with us. India, for instance, is one of those countries. Um, and, and of course, uh, Korea is as well. Um, those are those are countries that we have a natural fit because we have natural resources and they have the expertise to exploit them and to produce them uh, for the benefit of the people. And we need to work together with them and uh, show all the opportunities that are right here in Alberta. And I will tell you this, we have a campaign right now that's run for almost a year and it's called Alberta is Calling and people are answering. They are coming here in record numbers. Climate change is definitely the trending topic globally. But in Alberta, we've heard a lot more discussion this year, some of it which is due to the wildfires increasing and how climate change might be a factor, but also how these wildfires will further impact climate change. Now, we know that across the globe, individuals, businesses, governments are all working to be aligned with the Paris Agreement. They're all working towards hitting those net zero goals. What is Alberta's net zero vision when it comes to a certain date that we might have that we want to achieve net zero within the province? Is there an actual date set in place for the province? There is. And actually, that date is set in place uh, with the province, but also working with captains of industry. And and finally, with the world, the world is set on the same date that, that Alberta is. The outliers are some countries, but Alberta is set to to meet our global um expectations on net zero by 2050 and uh, we believe that we can actually some companies some industries believe they can do it just before 2050 but nobody believes we can do it by 2035 without you know shutting your lights off shutting the gas off to our to our homes and stop driving to work by the way um, and by the way you're going to probably have to get rid of some of those buildings that you work in because um, they just take too much energy so you know these are the expectations of a federal government that is out of touch not just with with the uh, with the world but they're out of touch with their citizens. That is not what the people of Canada or the people of Alberta want. They may not recognize how significant you'd have to uh, reduce emissions and reduce energy consumption by, but we do, and we've done the modeling on that. And we are not going to allow the federal government to push us around on provincial uh, jurisdiction. We are going to fight back on that and stand up for ourselves because the people of Alberta also expect that from us, and uh, we will. Those things that touch people's lives so closely are in provincial jurisdiction. And our job as being elected officials here in Alberta and being appointed to those positions is to stand up for them every single day on whatever topic it is that they want us to stop 
step forward on, and we will step forward on this particular topic of provincial jurisdiction. Yeah, and Alberta owns the largest oil and gas deposits, not just in Canada, but in the free world. And I wanted to mention that because I think a lot of Albertans actually aren't aware of that. And that is a very significant thing that we actually have the largest oil and gas deposits. So with that being said, how would you say when it comes to energy, Alberta's relationship is with other provinces across the country, but also with Ottawa, when we go in with our ideas or ways that we want to evolve or further work towards net zero, do you feel that they are very receptive of what Alberta is suggesting? Well, you know, it's 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 interesting. I had some very good and productive conversations with uh, a couple of ministers federally. I, I found them to be surprisingly um receptive to suggestions and and the situation in Alberta, which is different than a lot of other places. For instance, we've shut down coal a lot earlier than everybody else has uh, for the most part. But um, I found the conversations very productive. And, and in fact, what, what we talked about, natural gas, for instance, and, and hydrogen and some of the opportunities with income tax credits and, and large corporations, multinationals that are coming to Alberta. And then all of a sudden we get this rhetoric from one rogue minister talking about uh, uh, things that are frankly just signals to the marketplace like they don't you know he's talking about a change in a tax code and uh, sends these draconian signals to our marketplace i don't think that's helpful especially when all the conversations that we're having that are frankly with the adults at the table are good and productive and uh look like they are in the best interest of people people of alberta and canada which is a great thing to have when we can have our interests aligned and we need to be able to work together at a table to do that and you know that same minister Gibo, would not even sit at the table with captains of industry we're talking people that are actually um, employers of thousands and thousands tens of thousands of people they're citizens um why would you not sit down and talk to them so you can work together for the benefit of the people you work for well, I don't understand that. And I don't think that's the right way to be, a, you know, in government or a leader of the people. And given how resource rich we are as a province, are there any plans in place to diversify and move away from non-renewable sources of energy currently? Absolutely. Alberta has one of the best mixes of uh, renewable energy anywhere in Canada. And, uh, you know, one, one of the largest... Uh, owners of that, I think, is Suncor. Believe it or not, a huge wind farm down south. They used to own it. I'm not sure if they still do. You know, uh, you know, some of the renewables are having their own issues. Of course, you know, it takes about three houses of concrete uh, to to hold one of those things up, and then you don't know what to do with it afterwards, except for bury it. And uh, that doesn't sound very environmentally friendly to me, uh, as somebody that loves the outdoors. I don't want to find all these windmills hanging around uh, somewhere that I might decide to go for a walk. That just is uh, no logic. And what are you going to do with the concrete? You're going to leave it in there. So. Um, I'm not saying that renewables aren't part of the solution, but let's make sure that we don't, uh, you know, make stupid mistakes on the basis of what the rest of the world is frankly out of line with. We've seen Germany returning to natural gas opportunities and coal opportunities. We've seen other countries return to coal. That's not something we want to do, but let's be smart about what we are going to do. And let's not have these huge changes in, uh, in our economy and in people's lives, because that's not helpful. Let's have a stable, steady Extreme, logical, mature adult decisions being made over long periods of time that are actually in the benefit of the people and not this rhetoric throwing things back and forth and talking about all these nasty, quote, nasty people that employ tens of thousands of people. Um, those are some of the best paying jobs in the world, best in the world and right here in Alberta. I'm not ashamed. I'm proud. And thank you for what you do.
Thank you, Minister. And now Albertans, any initiatives that you would like to share? I know it's still early days. It's um, There's a lot probably that you're still trying to figure out and just plan out and execute. But are there any initiatives that you'd like to mention or any upcoming initiatives that Albertans can participate in towards climate change, towards reducing emissions here in Alberta? Absolutely. It's individual responsibility. Do you really need to make that plane trip over to Paris to talk about how to reduce climate change? Do you really need to go on that tourist vacation down to Belize or to some some island in the Caribbean? Maybe maybe those leaders that are spouting this environmental global GHG mission issue should live what they talk. Um, I don't think it's helpful that they don't. I think some of the largest emitters in the world are the people that are banging on the biggest environmental drum. And uh, frankly, uh, that's two-faced and dupli- and not helpful. It's just, it's not a helpful thing. Um, let's, let's, let's focus on real things, individual responsibility, making sure that if you have an old junker of a car, get rid of it. If you have it, you know, get a new one and, and don't just sell it to somebody, put it somewhere where it's not going to do any more harm. If you've got a fridge or a stove or something that's maybe not up to the standard uh, on energy that it should be, maybe it's time you take that garage uh, fridge that holds your beer and, and maybe it's worth a hundred bucks. Send it, send it to the dump so they can recycle it and uh, get rid of the parts and put an energy uh, saver in there. It's going to pay for itself anyways. Those are things that really matter. Uh, individual responsibility matters. We have made drastic improvements on emissions of, of uh, vehicles over the last 30, 40 years in North America and the world. We've done amazing in the oil sand sector. Nobody's even come close to what the oil sand sector and the oil and gas sector here have done in Alberta over the last few years on emissions. Uh, we've done amazing on coal. We've done things that the rest of the world look at and go, wow, why would you do that? Um, that does not make economic sense. And frankly, you're not hitting the low-hanging fruit of environmental sustainability. Let's focus on cleaning up some of our sites that are contaminated. Let's make sure we focus on the air, the water, and the ground, and get rid of those abandoned wells and those other things that have been lagging around and dragging on for years. And, you know, it's going to take some time, and we're going to have to pony up uh, and take it very, very seriously and make sure that industry and polluters pay, uh, but that polluters in the future you know, can't get away with it uh, by way of, uh, by way of, you know, leaving the country that they have posted bonds or some sort of remedial opportunity for uh, the people that actually own the property or the people of Alberta, because we're not going to be stuck with those bills in the future for sure. And we have to make sure that uh, what's left out there right now is, is paid for as much as possible by industry and by those groups that want to take meaningful action on the environment, like the government of Alberta does. Thank you, Minister. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And everyone who's listening, we will be sharing some links on our social media of how you can be more energy economic in Alberta and the initiatives that our government is currently working on. Any other message you'd like to leave with everyone who's tuned in today? I'd just like to say thank you so much for listening to me. Remember to be proud of who you are. We here in Alberta do things better than anywhere else on the planet, including oil and gas. Don't be ashamed of an industry that does so much for us and frankly does it better than anyone else in the world. Thank you very much. Thank you, Minister.